we're back with the adventures of therapy with Andrea and Barrett. Taking the stigmatism out of mental health, that is what we're here for. (laughs) I was listening to this podcast and this guy um, was saying his PSA during the middle of the podcast, he goes, he said, um, what do you say? He goes, I just want to say that the mental, the stigmatism about mental health in this country is so upsetting. Mm. And he goes, you know, I don't understand how it's something we don't talk about and it's something we brush under the rug and we expect people to operate on all four cylinders if they have, if there's something wrong. Like, you wouldn't expect someone to be able to run a marathon if their leg's broken. Oh! But we expect people, you know, whether it's anxiety or depression or something, you know, I mean, and there's various varying degrees of that. Bipolar, yeah. But, you know, we expect them to just show up every day and with no help. Yes. So, yes. So we're (laughs) here to help get rid of that. Wash it away. Let's get rid of the stigmatism. Wash it off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Ah, And today we're going to talk about mirroring. mirroring. Okay. Brene Brown. She just posted this amazing quote uh, that pertains to mirroring. Yes. And it is, to see and to be seen, that's the truest nature of love. Thank you, Brene. Thanks, Brene. I freaking love Brene Brown. She's the bomb. She is the bomb. The best. She is. So why is mirroring? What is mirroring? Important. Yes. What is it, And what is it? Okay, so, You've got well, this. first I'll say why it's important, and then I'll tell you what it is. Okay, so, mirroring's important because this is how humans naturally find a bond with one another. Starting from a baby, we use this tool called mirroring. You can now become, like, the most popular person in the room. You can deepen every single relationship you have, whether it be a romantic relationship, a friendship, someone on the street a work relationship, you can strengthen every single bond you have with mirroring. So now, what is mirroring? Okay, mirroring is the subconscious replication of another person's nonverbal signals. So behavioral patterns, uh, gestures, this is not conscious imitation. I think that's so important yeah, to state. This is something we subconsciously do from a very young age. And it's something you can learn. <gasps> Ooh, yes. Thank it you is for putting that in right? there. Right? It is something that you can learn. So if this is something you feel like you don't have a lot of practice with, you can learn it. Yeah, today. Today. <laughs> we'll give you experiments to yeah. like really under understand what it is and how you can use it. Uh, So first, I just want to start talking about how we did this very early on as a baby. They actually did this experiment. I think it was called the attachment theory at the late 60s. Yeah, late 60s, early 70s. Early 70s, yes. Where 
a baby and their mother would be in a room together, and at first, the mom would mirror back to the baby that the baby was alive. So when the baby would smile at the mom, the mom would smile back. When the baby would point somewhere, the mom would look and say, oh my gosh, you know, give that baby this acceptance that it was alive, basically. So... They did this experiment, which they did that for a while, and then all of a sudden the mom would do the still face. Later on they called this the still face experiment, I believe when Edward Tronick did it. This is when the mom would just stare at the baby blankly. The baby would try then to get the mom to smile back by smiling, by pointing, by doing things that it's starting to recognize as behavior that will make the mom happy or to get the mom's attention in some way. So after the mom is staring blankly for a while, the baby starts going, doing everything a little bigger. Um, Like acting out, almost. Acting out, exactly. And then they start crying, being louder, too, all the way towards the end of it, then they become depressed and stop looking at the mom. And then they withdraw from the mother, right? And And they they completely withdraw from the mother. This can be really detrimental to uh, development in young children. It actually, higher cognitive functions, including language, can suffer as the brain instinctively relies on on more primitive regions to deal with an unresponsive environment. So basically, if you... So if... If a child does not receive the mirroring that it needs back, yeah, it suffers. It suffers, yeah, and it uses primal instincts. And I'm guessing what they kind of mean by that is, like, being louder. You know when you get really angry by not being seen and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you go into this, like, irrational brain? It's like, look at me! And people get really angry. I'm here! I'm here! If you start doing that at your early age, it really can affect your cognitive functions. I wonder, you know, if you think about that, I wonder, and kids start acting out, I wonder what that says about kids in, like, elementary school and middle school and high school Mm. when they're, you know, when it's so important to be seen and to be accepted and to be heard and to be understood. And I feel like with everything going on with puberty and everything, you just don't feel... Oh, do you remember middle school? Yeah. Did you like middle school? I did. I I hated it. I did. I had a great... I honestly, I didn't have... I had really little boobs (laughs) and big cheeks, but I had a great experience in every grade. Well, I so desperately wanted to be liked, especially in middle school. I'd start every sentence with, sorry, sorry. Um, I just, I wanted everyone to love me and like this is a real thing it is a real thing it's such a real thing this deep primal need to be accepted and loved you know yeah it's funny like I feel as though I had at school at least at at least I had the mirroring I needed Mm. to feel secure in myself for the most part you bring up a really good point though by talking about like middle school and high school because your your brain is still development yeah developing and you have all of these hormones pumping through you the need to be accepted is even even more yeah it's even stronger you have to have it yeah and so that need you basically feel is not some weird thing like oh my god she's trying to be like how annoying this is like a primal instinct that we have it's not it's real it's yeah it is real so if yeah it's not it's not you're you're not crazy or feeling that 
Um, what? Okay, so what's interesting though is that the the female and the males experience of mirroring and what it's they need different. is different. And so the yes. male, if you think about it, you know what males need, they need to be they need to be sh- mirrored that they're like what they're doing is right and yes. is their accomplishments. Their accomplishments. Yeah. They need to say they need to show to, it could be an audience of one. So if you're in a relationship, it can just be to you saying, hey, look at all I've accomplished to provide for us. They yeah. need to be mirrored back that they did a good job and they're providing. So, yeah. That's, a, that's also a primal instinct. And that's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So when men are like, look at the car I <laughs> driving the money I made for us. That's like an actual, just an <laughs> A wiring thing. Men have. And from an early age, boys and girls have had different, brains so little baby boys and little baby girls go through infantile puberty the boys time with this is about nine months the females is 24 months so we have a much bigger communication center than little boys do meaning so at a certain at a young age little girls need to communicate they need that loving and accepting feeling from their mom so they'll make more eye contact more smiles with people where little boys a lot of the time will be more interested in their room and what things look like and feel like uh, and this puberty uh infantile so yeah infantile puberty is when this estrogen is being pumped into the body stimulating the brain circuits that are being built and the mirror neur- the neurons are further enhancing in the female's brain circuits, which is for the center of communication and observation and gut feelings. Gut feelings. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting that we have more of like a, a bigger center for gut feelings. Girls that do. Makes sense? Girls <laughs> a have a, girls have a larger, that I guess, yeah, I guess that would. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, crazy. it's so crazy. So, what does mirroring do for us, Dave? Um, so in terms of, well, I think it creates empathy. Oh, okay, yes, okay, <laughs> empathy, empathy. So, empathy. um, so mirroring. Okay, this is exciting. Mirroring is really the first experience. It that children or that babies get where they learn empathy and empathy I learned this the other day which I thought was amazing is that you know empathy is your ability to see someone else in yourself versus yourself in someone else Mm. and so it's not you imposing yourself on someone else it's you allowing and seeing the other person in yourself therefore you're seeing them so you know it's it's a it's a there's a classic example like if you have a friend who is always having the same issues with a boyfriend let's say or a girlfriend and they come back with the exact same problem and it's just this they have the exact same problem. You give them the exact same <laughs> advice. And every time they come back and you're like, I've told you this a million times. <laughs> this is how you fix this. 
But that's not what they need. That's not you mirroring back to them. Yes. You know? I mean, it's, it's like a mother trying to tell her son a million times the same thing over. But they can't learn until they go through it themselves, you know, and the, you're just not mirroring back what the other person needs. Yes, and the baby thing. That's and, how, Like, the babies mimic subconsciously their moms. Yeah. Which is mirroring in order to see, oh, okay, she's smiling when I do this, and that means that's She sees good. me. And she sees me, and yeah. I'm, that's okay. Things are good. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's... So mirroring is how we learn to empathize, empathize from a very early age. And this goes back to also psychopaths. Oh my god. Yes. Who don't, you know, people who don't feel empathy. Now, wait, so is empathy can empathy be learned or do people have empathy on a sliding scale? Great freaking question. I'm going to do a direct quote by our wonderful therapist Ooh, David. Is this from that? This is about empathy. One thing to keep in mind. Everyone has varying degrees of empathy. Some people more and many less. In our conversations, uh, we haven't talked a lot about empaths or very sensitive people. So exercises like understanding the impact of, of thank you are designed to stimulate and grow empathy. So we're gonna give you some experiments to do using thank you, which is a uh, a mirroring technique but it's also to stimulate your empathy oh so you can so, like you can learn empathy you can learn it if it's not something that you innately have yeah innately. so it says there are definitely varying degrees of empathy and apparently some people are born with much more empathy or like a higher EQ emotional intelligence which is empaths that's really fascinating. Talked about that today. Thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So although people have some some more than others, it's definitely something that you can learn. So let's talk about what, how we would use mirror. Yeah. How do we use mirror? You go first. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I definitely have to use mirroring at work. Mm. with my boss <laughs> and you know it's so funny because I was, I was actually going to ask you kind of what you thought about it because I was having a little bit of a for me the mirroring with him is it's it's almost infantile he needs me to mirror back when he's hungry or <laughs> and he's he always tells me this is going to sound so weird but he always tells me like I have to pee and I'm like why are you telling me these things you know and I realize He's doing, he runs this, I mean, he runs a shop like no other mother could run a freaking shop. He really does, yeah. And he is just doing, you know, but I think he needs me to mirror back his existence and his basic needs because I don't know if he takes care of, care of them himself <laughs> when we are at work. And it's almost like he needs me to... I need to show up for him in that way so that he can do the rest of his job. Whoa. And it sounds so tiny, and sometimes I get so frustrated. I'm thinking, there are nuts in the cabinet. Get yourself some fucking nuts (laughs) so your blood sugar doesn't plummet. So he's like you're his mom, kind of. Kind of. Wow. Kind of, yeah. So how do you mirror back to him what he needs to do? I, 
how I mirror back, if okay, let's just say he's hungry. Um, I end up, I get lunch. I show up with lunch. But I sometimes, I've got to work on it because sometimes I'm like, I just get so frustrated. Oh, I could totally but, see why yeah, that would you, be frustrating. You know, we all, we're all doing things here. But yeah. I, but I totally get it. It's just, so I do, I, I show up with a yummy lunch or I go, I grab nuts and I put them, you know, we're at his workstation or I say, great, we got some new toilet paper. The toilet's <laughs> ready for you. The toilet's ready for you. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's how, that is like a very, very basic example of how I use it at work. Yeah. You know, mirroring can be such a great tool, like at a work place, mm-hmm. to kind of get what you want when you're like negotiating yeah if you give people what they need and want they're more willing to give you the same so for like instance when someone is talking to by nodding back have you ever noticed when you're talking and someone is like nodding at you yeah. you're like oh my god I, I i'm making sense yes and then you get excited and you want to talk more and then they're coming from this very open place Mm -hmm. and they feel like they're being seen because the person is agreeing with them therefore they're creating this bond and then they're like okay this person sees me as understanding where I'm coming from therefore whatever they're going to ask for is on my same page I mean negotiating um negotiating raises is a great example of that you know, when you go raise, in. yes. And it's really tough if you're trying to negotiate a raise and your boss is coming from a completely different place. Like, if they don't, you know, and you yes. have to be proving yourself, you have to, you know, you go in and you line up, these are the things I've been doing, this is what I'm getting paid now, this is why I'm worth more now. And it's and a great a workplace that is hierarchical there's there's the vertical workplace and then there's a horizontal workplace Hmm. and the vertical workplaces have there's a lot less mirroring going on in those businesses it's hierarchical yes that would make a lot less equality whoa oh we're gonna get into equality later too with mirroring so yeah a workplace is a great example for mirroring honestly you learn to mirror your boss if you want to get a raise I have a good classic example that I was told the other day about a doctor who there was this uh, medical salesman that kept coming in and begging this doctor to buy his product to sell um, like a, I don't even know what the product was. It doesn't matter. The guy kept being turned down. Finally, he learned about mirroring, I guess, and he came into the doctor and before he tried to sell his product, he said, hey. I understand that you really care about your patients. Would you mind taking a look at my product? The mirroring there, what the doctor wants to give out is that he really cares about his clients. So by saying that up front, he is able to negotiate what he wants because he's like, hey, I understand where you're coming from and I think that this product will help get the message across of what you're trying to say. Drop the mic. That makes sense. That's a perfect. That's a perfect example. Um, So (laughs) you can also not only work can you use mirroring, um, yes, but relationships. Relationships. Andrea has got a really good one. Yes. Okay. So I have definitely done this experiment in my relationship, and this is another direct one from David. 
Oh. <laughs> it's, this one's from David, so I have to. I'm like, you, you've you got it. say it. <laughs> this is my quote from David. Men especially like a three-part thank you as part of mirroring. In my mind, the offer of thanks should move us from satisfaction, which is self-mirroring, to happiness. Happiness being a receipt of positive external acknowledgement that transcends the deed into an emotional connection. Empathy. That was kind of confusing. But here's how he's going to break it down. My three-part thank you is, number one, acknowledge the act. Number two, saying how it makes you feel. Then number three, closing with an expression of gratitude. Thank you. For example... Wow, thank you so much for opening my car door. That made me feel really special um, and loved. Thank you. That's the three-part thank you. See then, try that three-part thank you, and then see if they continue to do whatever it is. Or like cleaning the kitchen. Yeah, oh my God. So you, oh my okay, God, the so kitchen is so first, clean. So you first say, you first acknowledge the acknowledge. act. So yes. you say, thank you for cleaning the kitchen. You can say, wow, the kitchen is so clean. It's such a huge relief. I was dreading that job. End it with a thank you. End it with some sort of, some form of gratitude. So not only are you saying thank you, you're taking mirroring a step back because they obviously did this nice thing for to you. get mirrored yeah. back that that was nice. Thank you. They want to thank you, right? But by saying why you're thanking them and what it meant to you, you're making that, uh, it, you're making an emotional connection to it, to the thank you, to so the that they'll remember to do it more. So for something that you want your guy to do more, try the three-part thank you. So you acknowledge, mirror, acknowledge how it makes you feel, and in closing with gratitude. And close with gratitude. And so that's, I mean, so so that's basically to get them to continue. Can you do that? Can you mirror negatively that way too? Like if, Ooh, if they're good question. laying on the couch playing video games and you say, is that a that thing? That is such a good question. <laughs> say, so you would acknowledge, you'd say, wow, I feel like you've been spending a lot of time <laughs> playing video games on the couch. It makes me feel. It, it makes me feel, um... It has to be something about me, though, right? It has to be. It Maybe makes it me makes feel... me feel like you don't care about how our spending time with me. Spending You'd time. rather okay. spend time with the TV. I don't yeah. Know. Um, just thought it might be something. <laughs> how would you close it with gratitude? Thanks oh. for letting me tell you this. How I feel. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That's a really good question. Is that a thing? I, honestly, I don't know. If anyone's listening. Yeah, if anyone's Will listening. Yes, anyone. I mean, it might be a way it to... Makes sense if it would be. It's at least not you coming at them saying, get the fuck off the couch, you lazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This is definitely the more mature yeah. way to do it. I guess this is a... Yeah, it's a much easier way to start a conversation. And I think when you, when you relate it back to this is how it makes me feel, you're not making... You're not putting it on them. Again, you're not imposing... Mm. You're not blaming them. You're not blaming them. Right. It's, you're not telling them what to do. It just makes you feel a certain way. And it's the same thing, the three thank yous. You're not telling so them what to do. You're not saying, no. thanks, can you do this every every Monday? You're you're saying how you feel, and you're not imposing, you're not telling them what to do. It is, it's under the radar. Under the radar. At a different She's frequency. She's doing a really cool dancing move right now. <laughs> At a different frequency, you know, Reinforcing positive behavior. 
reinforcing positive behavior. So yeah, you can do it in relationships. Mirroring can also be sim- simpler than a three-part thank you. For example, when you're walking down the street, making eye contact with someone and smiling is mirroring back that they exist and you are interested in their existence. And yeah, immediately they'll like, like immediately like, oh, I mean, unless you're staring at them creepily, if yeah. you just do a quick smile, hello. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's How? some boundary. Yeah, but you know, doesn't that make you feel good when someone just literally looks at you and smiles, looks you in the eye? It's hard to do, honestly. Sometimes I feel almost emotional when I do. I'm like, why don't I do it more? It feels really it feels good it's kind of vulnerable too it's very vulnerable to me i totally agree and how awkward does it feel when you try to make eye contact (gasps) with someone and they purposely don't don't. yeah like for me this just goes to show that this like primal instinct the need to be seen is real i went to a restaurant and i was waiting to be seated and the guy was standing at like the little uh what are those things called? Podium or... Yeah, podium. Okay. (laughs) And he was like looking at something, looking down, whatever. I'm like, okay, a few seconds, that's fine. Then he is just looking around. I'm right in front of him. He takes a phone call. He's on the phone for a few minutes. I get so angry. Like it really hurt my feelings that he didn't see me when I was right in front of him. It is such a thing to just make eye contact and smiling. That is a form, that is like a simple form of mirroring someone's existence saying hi i see you i see you i'll get to you this form of love i'll get to you You right even if he's getting the phone if he just were to look at you nod in some sort of exactly see you i'll get to you so sorry acknowledge my existence but it's like a primal like it's like okay andrea this isn't that big of a deal i didn't even but it just i felt upset yeah in my gut i was like what the fuck what? This is not okay. This isn't okay. No. Um, this is a little, this is, so um, the question, the the theoretical question, I think it's, or the philosophy question, um, this is a little bit off, not off topic, but it's, it's not off topic, but the whole, the question about if a tree falls in the forest, yes. I love this if a tree yeah. falls in the forest, does it make a sound? And according to Deepak, Deepak? Yeah, I always say Deepak, but I Deepak. don't know. Deepak. Chopra. <laughs> <laughs> he, his whole theory is, no, it doesn't make a sound. Because no one's there to observe it. And it goes back to humans needing to have lead an observed life. Needing to be seen and understood. I mean, uh, we're mirroring each life. other right now. We are fully we start, nodding our heads like crazy. Per, yeah. To ex- be like, yes. We sit in, I mean, this whole podcast. And it's not purposeful even. It's, no. It is a subconscious thing you just do because we're forming a bond. We form a bond. I yeah. mean, it's. I see you. If we sit, if we sit side by side and yeah. not face each other trying to have we a tried podcast. That we tried podcast it. And it did not work well. It didn't work well. <laughs> but if we sit and have a conversation where we're actually engaged with each other yes. we f- we feed off each other and i feel so fulfilled afterwards me too it's crazy. i'm so glad you brought up the observed life because this is this is something that um humans desperately need my friend started an organization <gasps> called uh World of Witness. Wow. Wow. Is there a website? Yeah. Um, there's a Facebook page. Okay, there's a Facebook it's page. It's called Wow, colon, World of Witness. And I'll just read a little 
part of it. Everyone just needs a witness. I spent most of my life with chronic depression believing that I'm alone. I know that this is a lie, but it took just one person to hold space for me and be a witness to my journey. And everything changed. So now basically she's just paying it forward by showing up for people. If someone wants to talk, if someone even needs advice or to find a therapist or a doctor, she is willing to take the time out of her day and be like, oh, hey, this is what you're going through. If I can't help you, let me find someone that will. I think that's amazing, beautiful, incredible, because that's really what humans need. What humans need, yeah. Why do you think social media is so big? So, okay, but on that note. On that note. So, social media. And the like button culture. I was listening to another awesome podcast the other day, and um, they were talking about a digital detox, and they were talking about the effects of social media. We think because we are messaging, liking, posting, tagging, messaging, or I mean, like uh, leaving comments all day long on all the different social media platforms that we're being social all day. But our brains don't recognize a screen as a social interaction. A dun, screen. Dun, dun. That blew my mind. Me too. I was like, duh, why do I feel so empty, empty after, after scrolling and liking? And I, why do I feel so empty after spending time on Instagram? So when you get a like, you still do get that rush of dopamine or whatever it is that makes yes. you feel good. But it's different than an actual engagement in li- in, in person. Yes. That, yes. Ugh. It's different. Whoa. It's nowhere near the same thing. So they were saying that um, anxiety, depression, suicide rates have skyrocketed, especially on college campuses. I mean, where they can That's really wild. measure college campuses, but I'm sure, you know, out in the world, not it's the same thing. Because they think they're engaging, but people are actually withdrawing and they're not you're not out meeting people you know you're meeting people on an app and then you don't ever actually meet up or it's you need to get out and go join a club go you know go play softball pick up pick up an instrument jo- That's go sit at a coffee in yes. person like in person you need to have an app yeah you have to have i mean an just observed life an observed in life yeah. in person it doesn't work on a screen Whoa! Which, Thank you for bringing that up. That I mean, they they designed the like button is my and all the interaction to get you sucked in to it, to so that you you your your life becomes the ecosystem of social media becomes your life. Wow! It's like your maze. It's your game. So speaking of society too, yeah, yeah. How is this all just going? What? Right in. This is working out. Slide it into the finish line here. So <laughs> society and mirroring. Okay. Yes. So you, it starts as like a tiny baby one to one. One to one, right? And then we can use it in relationships. We can use it at work. I use it as a yoga instructor, mirroring people's existence by smiling. Yeah. Teaching, and coaching. Singing. Yeah, exactly. So many ways to do it. You can also, as a society, do it. That's actually what. Donald Trump did. Do you want to talk about that? I thought you said it so well. It, oh, well, okay. Um, Donald Trump won one over because he was able to mirror back what the middle class white male <laughs> and female, I mean, tons of females, 
like the middle class white foes. And he was able to mirror that and then give them a scapegoat, give them something to blame their feelings on and how they were feeling. They gave them, which were immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, immigrants and everybody else. <laughs> it's so, yeah. And speaking of just, like, society in general, like, government, mm-hmm. how, like, the DMV, for instance, people that hold a lot of power of your life, over your life, hold no empathy whatsoever. So you can yeah. be on hold on the phone for an hour and a half. Doesn't that make you feel like you're not cared about? There's no empathy. You go to, yeah, the yes. government and you wait in line for a million years and then it turns 5 o'clock or it closes at 5 o'clock and it's 5.01 but you spend hours waiting. They have no empathy yeah. for you. So this whole still face experiment that they did with the babies happens constantly in daily life, especially with the government. And they definitely, uh, people of color, immigrants, the LGBT community are especially traumatized by this in society you yeah i mean because they're not there's no mirroring back they're not being seen heard understood accepted observed yeah i love that i read this is from psychology today an article that we found the social brain seeks an experience of we and often do so by creating a fantasy of them that they can devalue and fight so read that again the social brain seeks an experiment experience of we and often do so by creating a fantasy of a them that they can devalue and fight so why do we even have to create a them why can't it just be all of us as a we great point because i think what we've learned through empathy and mirroring this like deep sense of needing to belong is that we're truly all in this together and we have the power to be there for one another and really help the world be a a brighter place yeah just by smiling at someone and hearing listening to what they're actually saying not thinking of what you're gonna say next yeah not think (sighs) but just listening and learning to mirror back this person wants to be seen right now this person did something nice because they want to be loved or they want to be thanked and then just thanking them because you do the three-part thank you yeah that's that's all it is holding space for some someone hold space for someone just go out and try it let them pour some milk into the bowl (laughs) what did i just say never mind emotional bowl is a whole nother yeah that's a whole whole nother level oh my gosh uh so oh yeah yeah go out there and mirror mirror the beauty of this world oh i like that yeah also before we finish don't forget about book club book club um for those of you who don't know it is the goddesses in every woman by jean shinola Bowden. I think it's Bolin. Shinoda Bolin. Yeah. Yes. I always do that too. The D and the L. Uh, switch them up. Uh, the Goddesses and Every Woman. Yes. And Read then it. in two episodes, we will be fully talking about the book. And I am so freaking pumped. Pumped up. Okay. Bye. Bye. We love We're you guys. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. <laughs> Mind your crazy. <laughs>